the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor, for I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the roots of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowd said to John, what then should we do? In reply, he said to them, whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none. And whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to him to be baptized, and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? John said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed to you. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what should we do? He said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation." and be satisfied with your wages. As people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who's coming is more powerful than I, the thong of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in hand. He will clear the threshing floor and gather the wheat into his granary, burning the chaff with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, John proclaimed the good news to the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. Cheer up, cheer up. Haven't you heard cheery people tell you that? Hoping that it will help you feel better, except sometimes it doesn't. In my moody periods as a child and teenager, or in what I now call my funk times as an adult, telling me to cheer up, well, it's the best thing you can tell me and maybe the worst thing as well. Now, I know in dark times I need to look on the bright side. I know that reaching out to somebody in need is what I should do and could raise my spirits, would be good for my soul. And I know that there are deep truths in Paul's words. Rejoice in the Lord. Have no anxiety. The peace of God, the peace of God passes all understanding. But sometimes we have a dark night of the soul, as our spiritual tradition calls it. Sometimes the loneliness or the pain or the isolation overwhelm us, and the cheery person with the cheery Merry Christmas, whoa, stop, I'm in an Advent mood, or I'm in a dark solstice mood or something. When we were in New York over Thanksgiving, we saw the amazing Broadway hit musical, Dear Evan Hansen, opening in the city next month. 
It's one of those shows like Wicked and Hamilton that does its number on us and touches us deep in our soul. And one that brings tears to our eyes. As one reviewer said, he heard more sniffles, more stifled sobs in Dear Evan Hansen than any musical he's ever attended. And let me tell you, when something gets through our heart shells, our heart shell, when something gets through my heart shell and I cry, it's a good thing. Evan Hansen is a teenager who suffers from social anxiety disorder. And he has no friends. So his therapist gives him this assignment to write letters to himself, to help cheer him up, to help him feel better. Now, this assignment seems stupid to Evan, as you can imagine, but he does it anyway. And the first letter begins, Dear Evan Hansen, today is going to be an amazing day. And here's why. Because, because today, um, all you have to do, all you have to do is just be yourself. Except sometimes it's not that simple, is it? So Evan, and let me tell you, this is not a spoiler alert. A lot happens after what I'm telling you, so you still should go if you, if you save up a lot and make it be your birthday and Christmas <laughs> present. Seriously. But it's worth, like, making all your gifts of one year into this, I guess. I digress. So Evan has a chance encounter with Connor Murphy, another loner at school. Now, well, Evan is printing out another letter to himself. This one is more troubled because it says, turns out today wasn't such an amazing day at all. I wish I were part of something. I wish that I mattered to anyone. I mean, face it, would anybody notice if I just disappeared tomorrow? Well, this other friend, Connor, when Evan is printing it out, grabs the letter and runs off with it. And later, Evan learns that Connor had taken his life. And that letter addressed to Evan was in his pocket. Everyone assumes that Evan's letter to himself is actually Connor's suicide note to his only friend, Evan, who no one even knew were friends. The whole community cheers up Evan. He suddenly has friends and community, but you know, this gets kind of complicated. And that's the plot of this amazing, honest, yet hopeful show. So Lutherans used to use purple for Advent. Some Christians still do. Purple being more penitential. We now use blue, a symbol of hope, or maybe even our blues. But those purple penitential people, Christians, they often use a pink candle on this third Sunday of Advent called Gaudete, or Joy Sunday. Now, speaking of joy, there are enough cheery joy words in today's scripture that you could get a sugar high from them. <laughs> Sing aloud, rejoice, and exult with all your heart, daughter Jerusalem, with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always. How amazing that Paul could write some of those words while he was in prison. Or the prophet Zephaniah could beam while, though Israel had suffered shame on the world stage. In an effort to find some cheer, for this sermon, I turned again to the Book of Joy by Desmond Tutu and the Dalai Lama. 
They remind us what we have to keep learning and maybe why we keep practicing a spiritual life or come to church. They remind us that we will not find joy on the outside from money or power or possessions or even from all the great presents under the tree. That true joy, true peace can only be known on the inside, the wise authors remind us. And we could say that spirituality is developing that rich inner life that can truly be peaceful and joyful. When people talk about Christmas cheer, it's often the alcoholic drinks that many of us will share these days. You know, spiked eggnog, Swedish glug, German glühwein. We will enjoy those, but we know also that some of us will drink to excess to mask the pain and the isolation on the inside. No wonder some churches offer blue Christmas services this time of year. And by that, it's for those who are facing various kinds of loss or grief. And there will be one at our South Loop site, HT Loop, on Thursday night. We all deal with loss at some points, but it can be special kinds of loss, like loss of loved ones or health, divorce, separation, unemployment, depression, or just low mood, or the various addictions we face. Or for some of us, it's just a loss of direction, like, where are we going? And like, what is the purpose of my life, and what does it all mean? Rather than the tinsel, the red and green, the shiny lights, sometimes what we feel is blue. Blue. Or even the gray, like many a December sky. When famous John the Baptist appears during Advent, he seems like a Grinch. We don't think of him as a very joyful, cheery dude until we remember that he leapt for joy in the presence of pregnant Mary and that he rejoiced at the sound of his bridegroom's voice or that his joy was full as he decreased so that Christ might increase. Now there's no cheer in that memorable line, that name-calling line this morning, you brood of vipers. But John does call us to just take a breath, to repent, to turn around, to change direction. In other words, to prune our lives of everything that is at the expense of others, our power, our wealth, our consumption. As Evan Hansen revels in community, and as the plot unfolds, it leads to one of the most moving songs in the musical at the end of Act One. It's called, You Will Be Found. I have never heard a Broadway song so Lutheran. <laughs> so perfect for Joy Sunday. A few of the lyrics go like this. Have you ever felt like nobody was there? Have you ever felt forgotten in the middle of nowhere? Have you ever felt like you could disappear? Like you could fall and no one would hear? And oh, Someone will come running, and I know they'll take you home. 
So let the sun come streaming in, cause you'll reach up and you'll rise again. Lift up your head and look around, you will be found. After the shadows, the morning is breaking and all is new, all is new. You are not alone, you will be found. In the midst of your darkness, in the midst of your blues, God runs to find you. God sits with you and shares your pain. So do not worry. The Lord is near. The peace of God does pass all understanding. The Lord God is in your midst, in sadness and in joy in silence and in song, in the bread of life and in the cup of Advent cheer. And God rejoices over you. Did you hear it? God rejoices over you. God renews you in love and brings you home to that home deep within you that is true peace and true joy. You are not alone. You are not alone, even when there are still tears on your face. You faintly hear a voice saying, cheer up, child of God. Cheer up.